Hello and welcome to Cosmic Crit. I'm Rebecca and I am so excited to announce that we have been doing this podcast for six whole months now. It's been six months since the release of Starfinder and we've been having so much fun playing Dead Sun's Adventure Path and playing with this new system and we're so glad that you've stuck around with us and, and are having fun right alongside us. We've recently launched a new Discord server specifically for our Crittermanders. So if you're a fan of the show and want to connect with the cast and with other fans of the show, check out our Discord. There's a link to it on our website at CosmicCrit.com. We also recently launched a new store where you can get awesome t-shirts and merchandise to show off your love for the show. And of course, as always, we love it when you give us reviews on iTunes. It's so helpful to get our, our name out there and get other people listening to the show, which of course is going to translate to us doing more of what we do. Of course, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook, or you can always email us directly at cosmiccrit at gmail.com. And following us on social media is a great way to find out about new stuff like the store and the Discord and also things like our fan challenges, which change every month. We're currently wrapping up the critical failure challenge where we're building a critical fail deck. If you are still thinking about uh, submitting, you better get those submissions in before the end of the month. And we've got another challenge coming up the first Friday of March. So I'm not going to take any more of your time. Get ready for episode 27, The The Shape Shape of of Slaughter. Last time on Cosmic Crits. Cult of the Devourer. More like Cult of the Deleted. Remy plays telephone with the rest of the group as he's the sole translator of Paneliar, the Solarian Elf Guard of the Temple. How do none of us speak Elven? Alindra's astronomy studies finally come in handy, allowing the party to avoid the temple's traps. These traps have us seeing stars. The gang was ambushed by cultists. Edris and the group learned firsthand how the mechanics for machine guns work. They hurt. (laughs) We found Professor Solstarni. Oh, so that's Solstarni. Ugly goons, traps, puzzles, and a hot professor. Best elven temple ever. Episode commencing in three, two, one. Episode initiated. My dear knackers and valises, one four sevenders and brandy vesks, gobs, mobs, panpipe blowers and asokijers, edgers girdles and ill boots, welcome to the 27th birthday of the Lord of the Crits. My name is Patrick Baggins, and I'm your GM, your Gandalf mentor, and you're listening to Cosmic Crit. Joining me on this epic journey to simply walk into Mordor are a collection of visitors, well-wishers, and distant relations that I call five friends and players. To my left, no fastball specials here, because nobody tosses an Ahsoki. Drew playing Axe rack. And my axe! To his left, he's never late to recording this podcast, nor is he early. It's Jabert playing Andus 147. I arrive precisely when I intend to. <laughs> <laughs> Across the digital table... He's had one breakfast, yes, but hasn't touched his second breakfast. Miles, plain rain. <laughs> Fly, you fools! And to his left, no mere Solarian. This is Alindra, daughter of Vallis, with Rebecca, plain Alindra Vallis. <laughs> if you want him, come and claim him. 
and to my right. You shall not pass this reflex save. Tyler playing a Dross for all. <laughs> Keep it secret. Keep it safe. Hey, everybody. We are back for episode 27, but... Oh, there's no time for crit chat this week because we have a massive episode to get to. And believe it or not, Rebecca wants to get to the play. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm psychic. I don't I don't know if I mentioned that. <laughs> but, uh, so let's just get right into the game. I'm going to go ahead and do something I've not done at the start of any episode. I'm just going to Babe Ruth it, point out to the, the left field and say, Knack is going to die? Yeah, probably Knack. You guys ready to play? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, not right. anymore. Last time... You all made your way into the fabled Temple of the Twelve, battling this ancient guardian that stood out front. Inside, you found Professor Solstarni, and you, you battled traps and uh, a band of evil cultists. And that's where we left off. You guys were picking over these uh, cultists that you killed, having this Kazathan doctor explain, you know, there's some mystery afoot, pointing towards the inner sanctum of the temple and, and kind of explaining what's going on there. Patrick, that was a great recap, but what was the name of the temple again? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, the Temple of the Twelve. <laughs> you guys, oh no. Oh, I should have never given you this power, Tyler. The aforementioned holy site. I think I I think I wrote holy site in my notes just so I didn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are, are talking with Dr. Solsarni is right after this battle. You, you've got some time if anybody wants to take a 10 minute rest break. Um, and, and while you're collecting gear and collecting yourself, you can right now. Just go ahead and mark that resolve point off your sheet. Dr. Solsarni, whoever's interested, you know, wants to come up and, and look at the door, says, um, listen, there, there is a secret about the temple that I... I didn't reveal to the cultists, the, the ancient elves, they, they found something in the heavens, a secret that they were so worried about, they sealed it away in this temple and erased their city below. They, they did their best to hide it from the entire universe. You see what I'm saying? Whatever it is, I feel a clue must lie within this inner sanctum. As you can see, it was built many, many years before the people converted to following Ibra and stopped worshipping the goddess Desna. We must then find a way inside, but I I have not been able to figure out this damnable lock. Hmm. Can I sense motive on uh, Solstarni? Yeah, go right ahead. That's a natural Dang. 20, 28. How many, how many of those we got to roll, guys? Come on. <laughs> Come on. It's too many. Uh, yeah, she's completely on the level. You know, you, you uh, she seems very excited, very scared as well. You sense a lot of you know, trepidation. She seems relieved, though, that you're here. All picking up, basically. She's telling the truth. All right, Professor. Well, just calm down. We're here. We we took care of the cultists. Uh, let's just see what we can do about this. Uh, you said it was a... A lock? Yeah, so on the, the door to the inner sanctum, bar barring your way into it, is an, an arcane-looking lock. It is carved stations, and around it there are 12 diamond-shaped depressions. Lying at Solsarni's feet on a piece of white canvas, the professor has laid out in front of her these 12 small stone tablets, and, and written on them are stylized elvish runes, and they depict on them the numbers 1 through 12. She says, I as of yet have been unable to decipher the key to unlocking this puzzle. The inscription though here reads, across space comes the prophesied final gateway. W would you all like to take a look? So this is a, a puzzle door 
And as I said, it's the same kind of layout as the tattoo on Alindra's arm. It's this 12-pointed star-like constellation. And at each point, there is a, a small divot, a small hole that will fit one of these numbers, uh, these numbered runes, 1 through 12. And yeah, you guys in, in Roll20 can see that they're... I've made the pieces. You can move them around and, and kind of put them in different corners. Any thoughts on, on this puzzle while you guys are looking at it? Um, so you said it's similar to Alindra's tattoo. Is it, I mean, can she compare it in some way? Like, is, is that a clue? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the same symbol that you've seen in a few different places now, from the Stargazer statue to having been depicted in, in this temple. And it does, yeah, it looks like a dodecagong, a 12-sided shape. Almost circular, but uh, th- this symbol in front of you has these lines carved between each of the points of the, of the constellation. Very faint lines in the stonework. Nothing uh, that you've seen before as, you know, like a real constellation. And so the, the, the keys are going to go on the outside of this shape, not any point on the inside? All on the outside, yeah. So to explain, if you guys uh, do want to move them in any particular order, what you're doing. Right yeah. now, they they are being put in numerically, as in one, two, three, four, five. Sounds like something <laughs> some idiot would have in his luggage. But, uh, <laughs> well, so, uh, so Starney, you know, looks looks you over and uh, sees you putting them in order like that and says, I, too, thought of uh, an ancient Golarian timepiece with the 12 at the top here, followed by one and then traveling in the so-called clockwise fashion. I I even reversed it too and and put it in a few different places, but it did not seem to do anything in in that order. Hmm. Yeah, what I'm what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to think of it like this. So each there are six pairs of numbers here. Um any two any two pairs can be added up to 13. I'm wondering if there's something to do with that. Why 13 mm. and not 12? Well, because they add up to, because they add up the 13s. Pairs. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, so, just saying, yeah. like, it's the temple. It's keep, a, try to try to keep with me here, it's Nack. The, it's Andis. the temple of the 12. <laughs> just <laughs> Andis, you you've arranged them. You've got uh, one through six on one side, going clockwise, and then seven through 12 on the opposite side. Right. As you arrange them like this. The so as- door opens and the eternal <laughs> truth of the universe becomes one with you. <laughs> so as you place a few of these stones in place, a a faint band of light comes up and, and crosses between the two of them. This orange kind of wisp of energy coalesces and burns between the seven and the six and the eight and the five and the nine and the four. Huh. Draw that on the map real quick. What if we swapped the order of the 10 through 12 and the 1 through 3, or like one of the two? Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds reasonable. Yeah. Edros will say, I don't like any of this. This elvish puzzle nonsense. I mean, why couldn't they just put like a big monster in front of the door that we could kill? Although the last big monster that was in front of a door almost killed me. So, you know what? I like this elvish puzzle. <laughs> it's a good puzzle. I think that more people should do these. So yeah, switching up some of the the numbers, it looks like another band of of orange energy burns between the the one and the twelve, hmm. ten and the all three, and the eleven and the two. And as as you lock them into place, more energy coalesces and, and cascades off the door. These magical sparks fill the air around it, and the entire stone panel begins to spin 
counterclockwise, unlocking, and you hear these massive grinding metallic noises somewhere within the, the stone door as the mechanisms stir, and the door slides open. You see a dimly lit chamber inside. Patrick, I'm Are really you? sorry that I <laughs> just, like, just like train wrecked your puzzle. What do you mean? No, I mean, no, I, we I solved the puzzle. Yeah, you, you yeah, solved you, it. I'm, I mean, no, I'm so that's, happy that's, you guys that's, didn't try a, a clock face for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of Edris would just kind of look at Andis like, but, wow, I mean, I'm glad you're around, Andis. You're. <laughs> Jibber, what's the Handis's uh, intellect score again? Oh, that's a great question. Maybe a better question. What's uh, what's Jibber's intellect score? <laughs> <laughs> Andis has an intellect of eighteen. Yeah, he got that. Got yeah. that on Monk. So yeah, there's not that's that smart boy. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's really as you started throwing together some of the the pieces that you you saw these lines of energy kind of burn and light up and. Maybe that's where you got the idea. But yeah, it only takes you a short while, uh, maybe that 10 minute rest break. And uh, Professor Solistani says, oh, yes, yes, that is it. We you've done it. As as you're about to step forward, you see, though, on the floor separating this inner chamber from where you stand in Elvish script, something written there. And <laughs> Rami, you, you can read it easily enough. Still, it says a warning to outsiders. Only those of the most pious elven kind may enter. I think we're all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, okay. I mean, none of us. Here's the thing: none of us are going to pay attention to this warning anyway. So, was that was that was that elf back in the other room? Uh, that was um, that was legitimately mummified, right? Yeah, it definitely. Uh, I believe Raimi was able to determine some kind of necrotic energy uh, was okay. keeping him animated. You know. He was okay. some sort of undead creature, magical okay. undead creature. Okay, but no like blood or anything. Nope, no, right. nothing bloody. Should we uh, should we ask the professor before we just walk in here if she? Uh, he, you don't know knows the warning. What that means. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I presumed that you would share that warning that you could easily read. With Absolutely me. not. <laughs> right, you go first, Mac. <laughs> Doctor Solsarni. It says, it says uh, does read Elvin. <laughs> yeah, no, she. <laughs> Dr. Solsarni can can relay that to, to all of you. And she says, this this is one of the Otean elves' most sacred places, thousands of years old. Try not to break anything. She looks uh, at you, Edros. <laughs> Listen, it's elvish garbage. If I break something, I'll replace it. You Literally, this yeah, stuff they, at all. These people went. They the, died this, out. This culture does not exist anymore. There's no replacing anything here. All right, well, then what's the big deal about it? A bunch of dead elves. Let's move on. I can't believe I partnered with you. <laughs> Maybe just keeps on walking. <laughs> right, so, well, this is a very dark room. Those of dark vision can see. As you're looking at the outside of this structure, it, it seems the walls here at first were a very large cylinder in the, the center of the great temple. But it now looks as you're on the south side, the vantage point, you know, the walls are curved. And you can tell that this inner sanctum is in the shape of a butterfly. The, the style, Yesna. yeah, the, the style of architecture here looks much more arcane, very ancient, and a lot older than the rest of the temple that kind of surrounds it. As you walk inside, so those of you with dark vision can see a number of items throughout this, this chamber, this inner room. You see at the landing of a, a few stairs leading up, two large elven statues, a table laden with astrolabes and sextants and space-gazing equipment as well as a, a mosaic of the solar system baked into the, the table itself. 
along the walls, there are dozens of large, sturdy wooden and metal cases, hundreds of, of physical books and scrolls lining them. In, in the back on the landing is a metal spiral staircase leading upwards, hundreds, hundred feet upwards. Mm-hmm. Alindra takes a moment and she's like Belle in Beast's library right now. Mm-hmm. Like a bunch of books. She's really excited about it. Yeah. But she doesn't have time to read it. So you guys going in? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andis mm-hmm. goes in. Okay. Well, uh, that's that's a shame because I mean, you're not of pious elven blood, Andis. So yeah. kind of breaking, is, breaking the rules. Is, oh, well, I'm, I'm not technically of anybody's blood, so. He's <laughs> 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 got you there. Oh, science. Edris is, uh, Edris is just kind of hanging by the door. He's not really stepping through the door. Gotcha. Dr. Solstarni, as she sees this open, seals these scrolls, just immediately runs in, goes to one of the corners and starts perusing very carefully all of the, the contents here and, you know, is muttering to herself like, oh my, oh, oh my. That's uh, funny. Alindra's doing the same thing on the other side. <laughs> yeah. We can share notes. As you step forward, Alindra, encroaching on this, you know, maybe thousand-year-old silence, you hear something crunch beneath your feet. Oh, no. And you look down, and it's a very shiny protein bars uh, foil wrapper. Uh-oh. Somebody else has been here. And it's at that moment that you feel movement ahead of you in the darkness as the two large statues of elven figures step off of their bases and draw these spears and level them <gasps> in your guys' direction. Oh, no. And they say in elven, uh, Rami, you, you hear them outside say leave this hollowed place or face death eternal um they're saying leave or die so yeah there's there's (laughs) a few guys in here (laughs) what what do you want to do so alendra would like to step forward with the candy wrapper in hand or the granola bar or whatever you call it as evidence and use diplomacy with these elves these statues yeah these statues yeah i mean Mm -hmm. yep okay yeah, yeah and out. Like, I'd but... like to show them we are here to help you. You have been infiltrated. I mean, obviously, because I have a wrapper mm-hmm. in hand that is not mine. Because they certainly didn't murder whoever held that wrapper beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the, the Hershey's <laughs> company. Has been... Hey, hey, guys, guys, guys. We're about to learn a very important lesson. I'd like to see this diplomacy roll very much, Rebecca. <laughs> okay. Very much. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Natural 20, and that makes it a 30. So. Oh, that's so yeah. it's so nice. It it would be awesome if you spoke <laughs> spoke their language, but you're, uh, you're walking up to them. Walking up to them with a, a candy bar. Uh, so one of the elven statues comes over to you and and takes it from your hand, very puzzled. Raimi, you can hear outside this statue, this you know, stone and, and metal construct, say in elven. Leave now. Only elves are allowed. Um, it kind of points the spear in your direction. He wasn't impressed by your candy wrapper and says only elves are allowed. Okay, I maybe, I maybe I should leave. Maybe I should leave. Oh, yeah, I think we maybe um, we should we should listen to the statues. Hey, uh, hey, Nack. Yeah. Don't you have that like hollow projector thing that can change how you look? Yeah, oh. I do. Uh, um, I wonder if you can can you make yourself look like a pretty elf and go in there and get what we need. I can. I'm. I'm going to bet that, well, you know what? We'll try it, but uh, I'm going to run the first sign of trouble. 
Okay? Because <laughs> I don't... Uh, no, no. I agree. That's a good idea. You should definitely run. <laughs> get a, get a just... a short elf, won't well, he? I mean... But here, here, here's well, the... the problem with that plan. He doesn't speak elvish. That too. <laughs> well, can, can you can you give it to Raimi? Uh, Is it something yeah. that can be like passed on and then we can make Raimi I mean, yeah, look like just, an elf? Yeah, it's just a hollow projector. It's a temporary thing. But uh, yeah. Yeah, let's try it. All right. Uh, here you go, uh, Flyboy. Take it. So the the hollow skin that you have it is pretty basic piece of tech. It's this little thing that Nack has had strapped to his arm for some time, and it you know helps you use the disguise skill to change your appearance. You can change you know your race, kind of the features of your face, and um, maybe even the creature type. You can't really change your size too too much, and it allows you to. Increase the uh, the DC of your disguise check against perception checks that involve you know looking you over. By the cool. way, if this doesn't work, Remy can turn people invisible. Just a reminder. Myself, <laughs> because yeah. it is Nack's hollow skin. I'll Nack allow you to roll the disguise check. Uh, if you'd like to make Remy into an elf, you can you can roll that. All right, I'm gonna help you tune this thing up. Okay. All right. That's a uh, fifteen. Get a little bit of a bonus. For hollow skin, you've encoded this, and suddenly the ears on Raimi elongate, and uh, he takes on kind of more gaunt features, perhaps. Raimi's looking pretty elvish, <laughs> looking like an elf. Uh, are you headed on in, uh, Raimi? Yeah. Okay. You're going to have to get a little closer than that. You want to talk to these statues, right? As, as soon as you enter the room again, through the darkness, they step off their, their platforms, once more and come up to you uh, their spears pointed in your direction and they just start scanning you up and down looking at you while wow. do you want to go ahead and roll a mysticism check uh, for me Remy sure <laughs> That's, uh, 18 18 plus 7 so 25 uh, nice well you've got a pretty good idea what these are you've seen perhaps these kind of magical constructs used elsewhere they're what's known as a lore guardian and yeah, they're, they're set up to guard secrets in, in ancient places such as this. These ones, as you get a closer look at them, do look like elven warriors in, in armor toting these these long spears. Okay. They're, they're pretty tough cookies. Um, you can see bands of adamantine kind of like woven into different parts of them. Adamantium? Adamantine. Oh, oh, oh. No, that's yeah. still not good. That's still not good. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> I they are, it was worse. They're they're giving off a great deal of of magical energy as they they step up to you and they're going to take take a good long look at you. Oh, real quick here. Bop. <laughs> right, so they both look you over. They have their spears drawn on you and they eventually kind of stow them at their side and say Welcome, kinsmen. Oh. Thank temple, you, Lord Guardian. To the Temple of the Gate. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. Does Alindra hear this happening? But she doesn't speak Elvish. In El Elven, yeah, outside. Oh, crap. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not sure if you can see too far in there because it is pretty dark. Uh, what do you want to do, Miles? What does <clears throat> you want to do? Lord Guardians, some uh, interlopers came this way, and this group of adventurers and I are trying to stop them. Do you know where they went? They kind of look at one another and say, Another elf was here last night. They point at this table, this stone table, 
that has some books and, and scrolls kind of spread out across it. Do you know the purpose for their visit? They shake their head no. Okay. And, and can you tell me where they went? Once again, they shake nod no. Yeah. Um, Lord Guardians, if it would please you, may I allow the group that I came with to enter here so that we can help stop them from stealing our temple secrets? Miles, you know how much I love you as GM, right? You're one no. of my favorites. You're one of my favorites. I'm going to need you to make a diplomacy check. Okay. Have these guardians of of lore, of knowledge, allow in outsiders. Can I assist from outside the gate? You might might need to. We got a, a 11 rolled here. Should I try? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll allow a couple people to to aid by, you know. All right. Uh, so genuflecting uh, and, and coming inside the room. Nice. So as far as research stuff, I would I would guess uh, Alindra and who else has a high? Uh, I, 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 I don't want to go. I don't want to go in the room. I, uh, I'll i stay out here and enjoy the dead bodies. All right. So, Nack, I guess you? My culture yeah. is super in? high, so that would be Okay, smart. cool. Unfortunately, that, even with eating, that 11 is not going to be enough. You don't, you don't have anything in Diplomacy Miles? Is that right? No, I don't have anything. Awesome. As <laughs> I'm glad we walked in the room. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, as you're explaining to these elven statues... Uh, just exactly what you're here for. And then uh, a Lashunta and an Ahsoki, you know, two races that these things have probably never seen before come in and, and start speaking other languages at them. They get very confused, very unhappy, and they draw their weapons again. And this time they, they seem to be serious and they say, None are allowed here. You, you all must leave. You are not allowed. What do you want to do, Rami? Uh, <clears throat> Alindra, Nack, get out of there. I, I tell them both to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alindra leaves. <laughs> so as you're walking out, uh, one of them hooks the spear at... Mm-hmm. Alindra, Alindra, Alindra. Knack! Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, it misses, though. I rolled a natural one. <laughs> right over my head. Short, short uh, joke, yeah. Yeah, it does go over your head. The The spear kind of clatters to the ground behind Edros, but all of a sudden... This statue disappears in a wisp of smoke in front of you, Rami, and teleports to where it is holding the spear right behind Edros. Oh, we are in combat. This is some Final Fantasy oh. 15 stuff. Come on. And oh. I rolled initiative. We all rolled initiative before we started playing tonight. And that was the surprise round at the top of the first order. Combat with these lower guardians is Alindra Vallis. Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to move. Alrighty, okay, so cool. you you step in on the the western side of the the lore guardian. Right, going toward photon attunement, and I'm going to use my solar weapon, and I have my gluon crystal installed now. Ooh, yeah. We'll pick up from last week's episode. Go ahead and make right. that attack roll. All right, so that's an attack of ten. Ooh, that is going to be a miss. Yep. Yeah. You you bring your solar weapon to bear on the stone statues. It just bounces right off. Does no damage. Raimi, you are next. Believe, oh, I believe. Right. Uh, so I'm going to move between Andis and Nack, and then I'm going to turn around and take a shot at... At the one still in the inner chamber? Yes. So you, you've gone to the precipice. Oh. You've gone back out into oh. the uh, outside of the temple there. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, what, what are you doing? I'm going to uh, shoot with my laser rifle. Okay, go ahead and make that attack. Ooh, that's 24. a <laughs> Yep. For seven points of damage. Alrighty, no concealment because you've got you've got that dark vision. Alrighty, so yeah, you score a hit on this thing. It doesn't seem to do that much damage once again because, as you know, it is 
basically just made of stone and very, very strong metal, this adamantine. Just for clarification, so mm-hmm. the fire damage didn't do as much. It doesn't seem to score as strong a hit. It just okay. kind of, you know, burns the top layer of the stone. Okay, I, I just wanted to. Okay, yeah, that's it's. It, yeah. it made more sense once I once I heard stones, but I was just like, I wanted to make sure that like we weren't just saying like, oh, it's dr versus. Oh yeah, no, these weapons. guys. <laughs> no, these guys definitely have some kind of damage reduction on yeah. them because they are they are not living creatures; they're constructs. Right. That takes us to Edros Veronis. You have this lore guardian that's teleported out of the room and is standing right behind you. Well, I didn't learn much about stone masonry in uh, military school, but I reckon I can take apart this stupid statue. Uh, I will take a guarded step so that I am flanking with Alindra, mm-hmm. and then I will attack with the curved blade that I draw on my movement. Aha! Oh, uh, that's going to be a natural 20! Tyler has rolled a natural Ooh. 20. Wait, did no. anybody else hang see on. what happened with hang that on. D10? It's not just a oh. natural 20. Yeah, it's it's max damage, boys! This is disgusting. I, oh my god, I love this so much! <laughs> I quit the podcast, I guess. I mean, right? I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so many other things I could be doing with my time. Uh, I'm getting critted by you oh, fools. So that no. is what we call on this show a cosmic crit. A natural 20 and max damage. Pretty pretty exciting, but I, I need you to go ahead and roll that damage again because that is definitely a critical hit. I'll go ahead and roll it again. Go ahead and roll it again. That's another Ooh. 15 damage for a total of 35 damage. But I'm guessing you don't take bleed damage. So. Oh, def- it definitely doesn't have anything <laughs> to bleed. But you bring this massive curved blade, this carbon steel. It slices right through the middle of the statue. These metallic bands offering no resistance. And the statue topples over, destroyed. Whoa. Edros, a huge high high five. Big high five over the body. Oh, man. And Raymond's like, that's why I teamed up with you. (laughs) Looking good, Evie. Looking good. 35 points of damage. What the bleed? Edros looks at Solstarn and goes, you know what? I might not be able to replace that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's behind you, immediately behind you, just... Oh, oh, oh. oh boy. Oh, we're still turn one. Mac, is this racket your turn? <laughs> uh, the, to the remaining statue, I say, uh, Pronk, get him! <laughs> Edros in particular, get him! <laughs> and I, I, I action, something you'd like to do? Yeah, I am going to assume that my semi-auto pistol is going to do more damage than any of my other energy-based weapons to this statue. Uh, so I'm going to quick draw that out of a cheek pouch and fire. And that is a 22 nice. to hit. 23 with get him, that's hit. Yeah, for six damage. Nice. Alrighty. Alrighty, once again, you, you score, you know, a superficial wound. <laughs> but that takes us to Andis's turn. Andis, you're next. Alright, Andis is going to quick draw, laser rifle, mm-hmm. and track, take a shot. Ooh, only 15 on the hit. 16 oh, with get him. That's a hit. Oh, is it really? Oh, sweet. Yeah. Next damage. Booyah! That's 12 so, points. Booyah. All right, yeah, so you score pretty... Uh, it looks like you've done as much damage as the previous two shots on this this remaining statue with that one hit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's taken three shots now. It is still up. It is angry. 
and it is let's see who it's very angry with of course it's <laughs> angry with the fake elf <laughs> and it steps right up to to Raimi to uh to spear you okay so it just hits you here a spear going through your shoulder 11 points of damage and that's all of this turn and that brings us top of the order turn to Alindra Okay, so the statue is right at the entrance, and Raimi is right at the entrance on the outside, and I am on the very outside. So can I, I guess I'll use my... You could hold your action. Yeah, I'll just hold my action. Yeah, well, so... It's a good call, Jabert. You'd be holding your turn, not not like a single action. So when you want to jump back into the turn order, you let me know. Yeah, that, yeah that's fine. Oh, if you, and if you want to just go right after Raimi, it's his turn right now. All right. The first thing uh, that Raimi is going to do is cast Magic Missile. A classic. It will provoke an attack of opportunity, though. Are you sure you don't want to back up first? Yeah, take a guard instead. Actually, no. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna cast Jolting Surge, which does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Oh, geez. Why, why, is, why is Technomancer so good? <laughs> um, so this is, a, this is a new spell I haven't used yet. Yeah, you got it at level... I got it at level four. Two or three. I've had this one for a while. Uh, so this one, you touch a target with a device that you're holding that uses electricity, requiring a melee attack against the target's EAC. Alternatively, you can instead touch an electrical device a target is wearing. If your attack hits, the electrical device surges out of control, dealing 4d6 electricity damage to your target. My melee, because I don't ever use it. Plus three, okay. That adds the plus two, so that's going to be a, a plus five, which is basically my, my laser rifle. Roll a d20. Let's see what happens. All right. Ooh. And then plus one with get him. That's 18. That is a hit against the EAC. And so I roll a 4d6. Nice. Yeah, rarely are you this close up into combat, so. So that is four plus four hmm. is eight, plus two is 10, plus six is 16 points of damage. Okay, yeah. It seems to take that energy very well. Parts of it are, you know, kind of shaken, little chunks of of stone falling off of it in various places. It is still up, but yeah, it is, uh, you know, moving slower. It's kind of like a little janky. It's not doing too well. And then I'm going to move. <laughs> yeah, so you can just guard it set backwards if you'd yep. like. Alindra, did you want to go now? Or- uh, Yeah, sure. Can I, I can go now, right? Correct. And I'm going to move and then I'm going to stellar rush and try to bull rush, especially since we have people who like to, you know, shoot things right at the door. <laughs> sure. Do you need any lead up space for, for stellar rush? I, I think it's only 10 feet. Right. So you don't have that in these, oh, am I not? this very can I tight just move here. Like you on just top of this dead body. You can just move. Uh, yeah, you know, actually, I didn't even see that. So you can like run and jump over <laughs> the the dead statue, move backwards, and then take a full full stellar rush. So yeah, yeah, that's totally. fine. Okay, cool. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna uh, try to kick it back with a bull rush. Okay. So that's a eleven to attack. That's a failure. God. But it has made its reflex save here for the damage. So. Go ahead and roll the, the 2d6 as your solar punch kind of knocks through it. So All right. Four. Two. Uh, yeah, yeah. So four. So it only takes two damage. Ooh, it's still up. It is still up. And that is your turn. Next is Edros, who's outside behind a whole bunch of his teammates. Edris takes a guarded step back so that he's behind the body that he just totally crushed. 
<laughs> just a reminder, I rolled that 20, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he is going to pull out one of his grenades while he is moving. Ooh. And then loft it towards the uh, the area behind the statue. And okay. so let's make the attack roll. And then we'll figure out what grenade I'm throwing, friends. Uh, well, no, you need to to declare that right <laughs> oh, now. Oh no, you want me to? You want me to do that now? Wow, that sounds awful. Uh, well, that's uh, let's the see. Rules. I, <laughs> well, these are bad rules. I have an incendiary grenade. Okay, uh, mark one. Just mark one. This is so a lot. Right. So the flame you want to drop right at its feet, right? Because it has a five foot range. Yes. So you're within twenty feet. So there will be no additional modifiers. Just go ahead and roll that attack roll. Throw it. Oh boy. And oh, here oh we go. boy. That's a that's a ten. <laughs> Natural two on the dice. You do get a negative because you're trying to hook it past Alindra, so it does get a uh, plus four on this this uh, AC to hit a DC five. But that is a hit with a, <laughs> a ten. You, you needed a nine, <laughs> so no ones, I guess. <laughs> Glad you're right within the 20 feet there. Okay, so I need to make a reflex save, which... No, I have failed the reflex save. I've rolled a seven. Uh, So it's taking full damage. Go ahead and roll that. I believe that's a d6. Sounds about right. Okay, so here's your 1d6 of damage. Roll roll high. I'm hoping. That's going to be four points of damage. Are you going to take any burn damage on that, Mr. Patrick? Nah, probably not. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) That makes sense. All right, that's... Oh, I'm done. Uh, I I will double check that, but you uh, hit this grenade right at its feet and, you know, a tornado of flame kind of shoots up and surrounds this thing. It doesn't seem to do anything Dead. for damage yeah against construct bleed death disease mind affecting um actually it might take burn damage but i saved against it so so the burn would only apply if you failed your reflex if you succeeded right it wouldn't apply. it does the damage no matter what but okay so it's fine so you've you've thrown this grenade doesn't seem to have too much of an effect that yeah. brings us to nax israk next in the turn all right uh so uh trademark get him now if i fire i am through the i'm past the door <laughs> but do i get an attack of opportunity or does the statue get an attack of opportunity if i try to shoot it you are right next to it so that would provoke an attack of opportunity that's one of the three things that does <laughs> you could you could guard it a step away from it first if you'd like and then shoot uh, but I got uh, oh, everything. Oh, no. Get him as a move action. Get him as never a move right, action right. or a center action. Ooh. Yeah. Why don't you, why don't you just take that attack of opportunity? What's the worst I can back away from the store. You got cover. This is like the Akata fight all over again, where we yeah, all fought does, in the doorway. Uh, how does cover work? I know. We need to stop doing this. But both you and it will get cover, so it's up to you if if you want. Uh, I'm going to guard it step behind Alindra. Okay. So that is your turn, and that brings us to Andus. Great, thanks, Nack. Glad, glad, you, <laughs> glad you did that. You, can, you still you can, have plenty of space to back up. I mean, yeah, back up as well. Everyone, take a back uh, right, back I'll step stand, if you're shooting. I'll, I'll stand under this under this dead critter and uh, shoot Wait. through two people. Hope I don't shoot Nack in the back of the head. Okay, that that provokes as well. That's fine. Is going to try and reach out with its spear attack. Stabby, stabby. I don't think I've hit. I've rolled an eight on the dice. So that is a miss. Cannot get the spear through the door. Haha. And shooty times. Alright, we're doing it. Uh 18 to hit. That is a hit. It Nine uh, points of damage. 
goes right through the, the stone neck of the statue. The head lops off and it falls apart. We're out of combat. Yes! Oh, oh good. I had oh a hit point God. left. I was like, come on, guys. <laughs> uh, if I'd shot the, the first one, the first I one went down so, so quickly. If I'd, so, if I'd shot the thing, it would have been fine. Ugh. Does it just take reduced damage from what we roll? Because I felt like that one had more HP. Correct. Yes. Okay. No, they they have the same amount of hit points, but guys did a lot of small attacks as opposed to one huge attack. Hey, Patrick, I have a question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know that some, uh, if I'm remembering from Pathfinder, aren't some constructs immune to critical hits? These guys weren't. I don't believe so. No. Cool. That's awesome, because I was worried when I did roll the critical hit that it'd be the one time I roll a critical hit, and it doesn't matter because it's a construct. I'll double check here, because I've, I've got it all up. Bleed, death effects, disease, mind affecting, sleep, stunning, poison, paralysis, ne- uh, necromancy, ability drain, energy drain, negative levels, fatigue, non-lethal damage, ability damage, and any effect that requires a fortitude save, unless... The effect works on objects or is harmless. So, I mean, you might be remembering two previous editions of other games before Pathfinder where a lot of stuff didn't take critical damage, didn't take sneak attack damage. But yeah, it sucked. Uh, Patrick, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do these statues have anything good on them for our uh, our troubles here? Yeah. <laughs> Dust. Yeah, but that, that teleporting spear is awesome. I wouldn't mind having that. Yeah, yeah. It is, uh, as you pick it up, though, all the magic leaves the spear, and it just no. becomes a regular tactical uh, spear. This is why I don't like elvish stuff. Stupid <laughs> magic. <laughs> Alrighty, so you guys uh, you, you can all come inside the inner sanctum now. The guardians are gone. So Remy points out to the table and, and says that this is what... The, the the guardians had said that the elves the elf that was here last night was looking at. So Starney runs up to it and says, "No, no, 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 Tahumen. He he was angry at me. He knocked me about. I, I fell unconscious. He must have somehow found his way into the sanctum during during the night." Uh, she begins to frantically look through a lot of the the papers here. Alendra assists with yeah. looking through. Papers. Are you are you frantically looking too? <laughs> Just tossing yes. stuff around. <laughs> this, yeah. this is this is not good. We we must we must search through what what they have found and, and collect what we can and and, and leave this place. Uh, do you guys want to all take a look around the room? Yes, yes. I'm gonna hang out here, guys. You can look through the elvish, magical, <laughs> freaky stuff. You outside, <laughs> shaking in his scales. He's. I mean, he just. He's a. Li- not that he. He's a little superstitious, and this just seems like a. It just seems like bad juju. He just wants to hang out. Up. <laughs> He's just not wanting to go in. Gotcha. So I mean, um, unless unless you guys are in danger, if someone's in danger and they yell out, he'll go in. But otherwise, he's just going to relax. Yeah, we'll let you know. So Alindra, on her way back to the shelves in the library, she notices that there are 12 diamonds on the floor and, and wonders if there's anything to inspect there. Didn't even notice that. <laughs> I mean, there's all yeah. kinds. Of, yeah, it's, it's, on the, <laughs> it's on the map. There's all kinds of of iconography uh, carved into different places in the wall. The, the table, the constellation there seems to be of the, the Castrovellan night sky. And it's from not just Euclid, but like points all over the, the planet. Alendra would like to compare that to her own star map, which has similar star maps from all over Castrovel. Right. You, you walk up to it at the base of this staircase. Looking around this room, you guys find, yeah, like I said, hundreds and hundreds of books and scrolls. But scattered amongst them, you find a, a few pretty interesting little pieces of treasure. Uh, and these are things that I think mainly 
Raimi can figure out exactly what they are. Three spell gems. Ooh. You have one of flight level two. Ooh. One of remove affliction and a third of sea invisibility. And you also find a mystic staff underneath one of the the bookshelves. And it is a mystic staff of healing. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. So that's that's something typically reserved for for mystic classes that do healing spells, and I think it gives them like additional heals per day. Yeah, it's it's for people that have the healing touch class feature, which I believe wow. is different mystics, different magic users, mm-hmm. and and gives them so not something you use, it's something you can sell that is worth a pretty penny. Mm. I will put it on the sale list. All right. So as you guys are are looking around the room and and finding these items, gathering up. Some notes. Alindra, uh, Rebecca, your your character is just, her eyes are drawn immediately up, though, to this massive winding staircase. As, as you're looking over the table in front of it, you see this shimmering, ephemeral, a female figure walking up the, the staircase, you know, just like the backside of their legs. The skin looks to be made of star stuff, you know, very, very dark here in the room. So just, just the shadow of, of something moving up the stairs and it seems to beckon to you. You feel something pulling you upwards. Alindra absolutely follows it. It, it does almost look just like a, a shadow of a, a figure moving up the stairs. Very, very slight, slender framed woman. Hmm. Uh, so you, you want to climb up them, Alindra? Oh yeah, totally. It is about 10 stories high. It goes all the way to the top of the, the temple. So Alindra calls out to like over the comm units, um, says to her team, just FYI, I'm heading up the staircase because something is drawing me to the top. And this will follow her up. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, enjoy that by yourself. (laughs) We're going to hear, we're going to hang out here and read books. So (laughs) as you get your steps in, Oh yeah. Thank you. As you're climbing, uh, so Starney, you know, uh, kind of is gathering up all these scrolls and, and, and we'll talk to, to Nack and uh, Rami, you're staying down below as well. Yeah. And she says this, this cultist, this Tahoe man, uh, he, he was trying to bait me for some time with this alter ego, Arab Pequal. And when they abducted me from my office a few weeks ago, I realized it was then that someone must have hacked into my computer. I, I think he has been obsessed with uncovering this temple's secrets for some time. Like like myself, he was infatuated with this Hakuim Zon and, and the idea of a vault of lost secret information jungle. Say the name one more time. Who? The Pequal? Arab Pequal. Yes, that was the alter ego that was trying to, like, bait her. I mean, yeah. I mean, all, all of that tracks. In, in the last few days, uh, I've discovered the Oatian elves were just focused on the cosmos, scientifically and religiously, and they built this inner sanctum to worship Desna, but I believe their people later switched to Ibra and the deities uh, of the stars as they developed in understanding. Something, though, happened in the heavens that changed the course of their entire culture, and I, I think whatever it was is is going to be here in these, these books, these pages. Uh, so, Starney, what what exactly does uh, Tahoman think that they can achieve? What what are they what are they f- actually trying to do? He he would not tell me any of his plan, but whatever it is, perhaps it, it is of some value to the the cult of the Devourer. So we've heard a lot of this cult of the Devourer talk. What is the cult of the Devourer? Do you know? You've spent a lot of time with them. She just shakes her head and says that. I've seen them in action. They are 
They are just brutal people. They do not seem to have any value on on living things and people. I mean, you probably know as much as most people. They're not like a public organization. Anything that you might have learned in previous episodes about them through culture checks is just, you know, hearsay and like rumors because Mm. there's never been like a public cult of the devour. It's definitely not a structured organization. There are if what you have heard is true, different sects, different selves of of the the cult, and they might never meet one another. They may never talk. This Tahoman might have never met another cultists from from uh, another group before. So yeah, and Rakawi was able to give us some insight into the organization. Yeah, at least Tahoman. Yeah. Uh, let Let's switch gears and go back up to Andis and Alindra. Alindra, as you climb the spiral staircase, you think you see this thin slip of a, a female figure turning several times around the, the corkscrew stairs, but always climbing faster than you can follow. When you get to the top, it is an empty observation platform. And as you come up just a few steps behind her and it looks out over the night sky, uh, night has fallen here in the mountains surrounding the the temple. It's cold and a, a cold wind blows over the leeward side of the singing range. There are a, a few small stone tables here that looks like they've been pretty much ravaged by by the elements, by time. So the things that were on them are barely recognizable now. But Alindra, one of them catches not so much your eye, but it is just stuck in your mind. You hear psychically this this noise, this humming sound coming from a large multifaceted blue crystal sitting on a rusted metal perch. I'll approach it. And as you see this thing too, it you do not hear what she is hearing, but it just sounds like many, many voices harmonizing together. Alindra, it is certainly asking you to pick it up. Uh, can I try to identify that real quick? Please do. On, just on site. Would that be... You got mysticism? I got one point. I got one rank. Yeah, roll it. All right. Five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not too sure. It it definitely looks maybe right. like some kind of magic. Hmm. Do you want to pick it up, Alindra? Uh, yeah. I, I think I'm drawn to it. I, I don't think I have a choice. So as Alindra, you reach out and take this crystal, the world around you falls away, and you're just bathed in darkness. And through the darkness, you see this crystal is the only thing lit up in this world and shining in your hand. All of a sudden, out from Inside the crystal, the cosmos just explodes and millions and billions of stars are flying past you, lighting up the darkness. And the light shines to an impossible luminosity as billions of of small pinpricks of light wash over you and envelop you. And suddenly you're you're inside your own mind. You open your eyes and the world has returned, but it's you're not in the the darkness of the the top of the the tower. It's light outside. There's sunlight and you're standing in front of the temple's front doors alongside about a hundred other elves. They're dressed in fine robes, some in armor, other the vestments of the clergy, and a few of them stand on a raised dais and seem to be making some kind of proclamation. They're speaking in elven, but you understand them. You, you can understand exactly what they're saying. An elder-looking elf in long purple robes steps forward and says, We have come here to speak on that which keeps so many of you up at night, that which has clouded the elder's judgment and inspired the young to take action. We come to speak of the temple's findings. As you all know, we built this place to study the gate of the Twelve Sons. 
and we have, for decades, kept records of all we could find about the constellation. The scholar priests have not left the sanctum of the temple here in that entire time. Brother Elamin here has been convening with the entity that the, the zealots have come to call Ibra. Brother, you, you have some news to share from your communing with the spirit, yes? A much younger elf, eyes a milky, opaque white, has a, a constellation tattooed on his forehead. He steps forward and, and speaks before the assembly and says, Ibra has revealed many things to me in the time we have spent together. It was but a few years for you all, but I have spent centuries in contemplation on another plane of existence. Ibra has revealed our worst fears. The Gate of the Twelve is not a holy symbol of the gods, but it is made by mortal hands. At this, there are shouts come from the crowd, you know, people screaming uh, things from anger to fear in, in, in Elven. But the young elf speaks over them and says, I, I have seen it with another's own eyes. The gate quakes with an energy that we cannot comprehend, but it is not of the gods or arcana. It is something we cannot fathom, a, a race much further advanced than our own, whose minds we cannot touch. They moved or, or built the stars in the heavens. There are a dozen more shouts, but another elf uh, steps forward and, and quiets them with a single outstretched hand. She is a learned-looking woman with tattoos covering every inch of her exposed frame, hair as blonde as the sun, and she says, Colleagues, the truth of the matter now is that further study into this phenomenon is beyond our reach at this time, and to do so is dangerous to say the least. Sure, some think that this gateway might be a portal to a realm of pure knowledge, but the pessimists amongst us believe it holds back the very doors of the abyss itself. Whatever the truth of the matter, we cannot remain here, and we should not study it. So we must leave this temple and return to... She trails off as in the crowd a loud outburst of laughter comes from the rear of the courtyard. An elf with disheveled hair and, and torn robes has a, a trickle of blood coming out from each of his eyes, steps forward, and she says, Brother Pakal, you have something you would like to add. He, uh, he continues laughing. <laughs> you think that the gate is as simple as that? No, Sister Cabri, it is much, much worse. I, I have glimpsed at the shadows in time that the twelve stars throw on this universe. I have seen the missing space. I've heard the cries of torment coming from the gate. I know the nature of that place, and it is beyond death, beyond existence. All the terms we have given to, to life since the dawning of the gods, none of them apply to it. It is a means to undo all that has been written, all that has been said, and my kin has given it a name. It is one that we have done so in, in fear and trying to rationalize this pure terror-given thought. We call it the Stellar Degenerator, and it doesn't matter if you burn this temple to the ground and, and kill everyone to try and keep this secret. It, it exists. And while it does, we know that it is only a matter of time before it is unleashed upon this universe. There are shouts from the crowd, you know, booing this man down, and he and a few other elves walk away, walk down the stairs from the temple, and Alindra, you see um, emblazoned on the back of their black robes, a red accretion disc sewn into the, the fabric there. Sister Cabri waits for them to leave the crowd to quiet before, thoughtfully looking around and nodding her heads at the other elders on the dais, and she continues, Regardless of what it is, we have decided to close the observatory. Whatever the Gate of the Twelve Suns is, it's too powerful for us to study, so we shall lock the doors here immediately, but we cannot leave what we have found unguarded. 
so we are here to ask for a volunteer to stay and stand vigil over time, lest this knowledge falls into the clutches of those who would use it for wrongdoing. Who among you is ready to take this charge? To your side, Alindra, you see a hand immediately shoot up. He is draped in bright red new lamellar armor, still bearing fresh marks from enchantment, and it is a young elf, very young. He steps forward and says, I am ready to guard this place if it takes me to the end of time. It's Penelier, the, the Solarian guardian that you met in front. Yeah, just, just a few thousand years later. But uh, as I said, alive, young, fresh-faced. Looks like at most he could be 40 or 50 years old. The scene continues here and the, the sights and sounds of the other elves fade away, though. They start to get blurry, all except for Penelier. And he kind of looks back over his shoulder and locks eyes with you. And you hear his dying words once again in your ears as everything fades to black. He says, it is up to you now. And with that, you're back at the top of the tower. Night has descended. Andis is standing right there next to you. It's very quiet. And the, the crystal, it seems the psychic energy that was stored up in it has dissipated. You are, are left with the memories of everything you've seen, as well as what feels like memories of millions of minds. Not not a whole lot else happens, but you do speak Elven now, so that's something. Yay! <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> but now that the energy has quieted down a bit, and as you take a look at this and can tell that this is a Mark One ability crystal. Huh. A, a magical item that yeah, kind of boosts one of your uh, ability scores up. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But anyone can use it. It's it's just like a, a magical crystal that you can uh, carry with you. gives you a, a boost. So I, I actually just looked it up. So mm-hmm. any character spends one hour commuting with the crystal to gain the ability points. And then once it's done, the magic is spent. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a one-time upgrade. So you don't just carry it and get it. Like, right, but right, it's right, a right. chance at plus one to any ability score, right? That's yeah, pretty no. awesome loot. Yeah. No, 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 no. Well, no, no. Plus, it's plus one to your bonus, but it's plus two to the ability score. It's plus two to the ability score. Just oh, in, that's in, even better. And you you just okay. pick you pick the ability score. So Very like cool. like it's just like it's just like how you get your it's it'd be like a like a like a plus two belt of incredible dexterity or something. Yeah. Well, cool. yeah. In in okay. Starfinder, it's a bit different. There are yeah. three ability boosts that you can get: a plus six, a plus four a plus two and you can only have one of each of them so you can't have you can't boost a whole six of your stats up but i think it was the first one he found has someone bought one before i think there was uh, talk yeah i've i've bought a plus two for my nice. dexterity and an, an ability crystal as well yeah mine mine was a technological was a technological yeah, I, d- I bought an ability upgrade but i didn't think that was the same thing a personal upgrade was yeah a personal person? upgrade yeah yeah that's what this is Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Just plus two. All right. So I imagine you guys are coming coming down or anything else you want to do. Did did any time pass for Andis during all that? She touched the crystal and then kind of shook for about a half a moment. And then the energy dissipates and, and she just like turns around and I imagine might look a little, little out of sorts. Yeah. Alindra, are you all right? I I. I'm not sure. I I need a moment to process. Sure, sure. Well, why why don't you hang on to that crystal for now? Let's 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 go back downstairs and I make Good a quick idea. perception check around just to make sure make sure that there's nothing weird happening up here. Sure. And then um and then I'll follow her back down. <laughs> Looks normal to me. Yep, pretty pretty dark out there. You can't really see anything because you are over a hundred feet up. Mm-hmm. See nothing out there in the darkness. Those two continue walking downstairs. You all in the bottom floor here of this inner sanctum are 
collecting pages and, and scrolls and, and tossing them into to duffel bags. So Starney is four hands reaching out for everything <laughs> that uh, she can get her hands on. Uh, wasn't everybody making me a perception check? That's a 20. 24. 19. Right. So everyone's got their perception checks in. No one hears anything until as you're gathering things up and, you know, making a lot of noise in the inner sanctum, you hear quite clearly a voice scream out from the, the opposite side of the temple and say, Starfinders, <laughs> come out wherever you may be hidden. <laughs> I'm ready for you now. That is coming from the western side of the, the temple. Not yet explored. Guys, I think you should get back out here. Sounds like we have uh, a crazy person. Wouldn't this just be our luck, huh? Yeah, Alindra joins Edris outside. Uh, I'll, I'll call back out. Whoever you are, why don't you show yourself? So, I mean, you guys you guys can step forward if you want. Do you, do you want to try and take a, a look up the, the western side of the building? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so as you turn the corner of the inner sanctum, you see a number of cultists standing, weapons out, including a Lashuntan man decked out in a disembarkment suit of armor, adorned with spikes and has a, an oily, magic-looking sheen to it. He has green hair with long strands of shock white throughout, and he wears a, a fur collar around his neck. He smiles widely as the, the few Lashuntan women around him kind of check their weapons a bloody and beaten Rokawi is on her knees before the cultists, clutching a wound in her arm. Rokawi, what have you done to her, you monster? The figure, green and white here, uh, spies you about 60 feet across from one another, and he says, Oh, there you are. How nice it is to be able to see you face to face. Dear Salask told me about the brave adventurers running through the jungles, swinging upon the vines like some 10th credit store hero. He throws a bundle of papers in front of Rokawi and what looks like a copy of Hakuim Zan's book printed out. I am Tahomen. A pleasure to meet your acquaintance and to be able to tell you all to your face that you have failed in your mission. We have won and you have failed. <laughs> and I'm in such a good mood about it that I'm even willing to let you walk out of this temple alive. And your sniveling little pet here too. Congratulations. Thanks. We'll uh, see you next time, I guess. Uh... <laughs> There's, of course, a condition. You have to throw down your weapons, return to the inner sanctum, and we shall leave first and be on our merry way. We don't even have to mention option number two. Fat chance, Tahuman. I don't think you want to see what this 10 credit store hero will do if you actually try and tangle us. Oh, well, obviously we will fail. You've come this far and you're so strong, Mr. Vesk. But option number two is we're not going to kill you all. We're just going to kill. And he kind of dips his hand looking at the, the five of you and does a little eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I'm going to roll that right now. Points his finger at Raimi and says, we're just going to kill that one right there. And we'll make sure he dies first. But... If you all want to die tonight, we can do that too. <laughs> but I promise you, he will die. Yeah, like I would believe the mad ramblings of someone who has obviously gone insane. Tahu men, you couldn't kill Raimi. You couldn't kill any of us. You're just a pathetic man who worships a pathetic cult. <laughs> uh, thanks for the vote of confidence, buddy. Anytime. 
As as they're talking, Andis is tracking Tahoe Man. He drags Rakawi off her knees and kind of brings her over and has her uh, in front of him and a pistol drawn to her and says, All right, well, what's it going to be? Would you like to live or would you... Would you like to die? And maybe I should have mentioned there is a time limit on this offer. So throw down your weapons and say the next five seconds or Rokawi dies first. I, five. I think we all want to Four. live. Let's, let's just be real here. Uh, Three, two. And a shoots. Bingo, bingo. Get We're him. in combat. <laughs> <laughs> Get <laughs> uh, we rolled initiative uh, before we started, but that uh, that shot's gonna go off. What is what'd you roll there, Andis? That's a uh, seventeen on the attack, right? And you are indeed shooting through Rolkawi, so he's mm-hmm. got a a plus four bonus. That is a miss. It scores the wall right next to him. <laughs> He shoots as well, almost at the same time. A massive rupture of energy goes straight through her chest, and she collapses on the ground in front of you guys. And we are in, we know! we're in initiative turn order. Woo. You know what's funny? The the people that rolled the highest on their initiative rolls? Mac and Andis. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny how it works out like that. Okay. Alrighty. And at the top of turn one is Mac. Max is wreck. Uh, targeting, uh, what's his name? Uh, get him! Tahoman. Tahoman, thank you. And the range on that is 60 feet? Yes. Oh, you have just got it. Just got 60 feet yeah, baby. between you and him. I should mention this side of the, the temple, the western side, it's another huge starburst pattern. And there's a this item here in the middle is uh, like a, a raised column, about four feet tall. And there's a small bag at its base. Anything else you'd like to do, Drew? Uh, yes, I'd like to quickly uh, withdraw my azimuth laser pistol and fire it. That's a mm-hmm. 17 on the die, or 17 with bonuses, 10 on the die. 17 without Rokawi in front of him. That is just a hit. Yes, for a with massive. With your own guitar. Three damage. <laughs> nice. Alrighty, that is the first shot on Tahuman. Your turn. Andis doesn't get angry very often, but Andis is uh, incredibly angry right now. So they're going to take two shots. Ooh, at the big guy. Yeah, that's two misses. Oh, yeah, no, both of them. Seems to be dodging right out of the way of of each. That takes us to Alindra. Alindra Vallis. Alindra's going to move up to this column and hide behind it and pull out her solar weapon and just have it ready in case anybody walks by. Why don't you give me a perception check? 12. Right, you can see just in the, the bag at the base of the column. It looks like there are explosives in there, some bombs. Can I pick them up or like it's disable like back- them or something or no? Well, it's in a backpack. If you if you want to open it up, it, is that what you want to do for a, a standard? I, I'm not sure what that means. Like uh, as your action for this term, you can pick them up and, you know, take them. Sure. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. So if you uh, sneak them back behind the column where you are standing, it doesn't look like they're armed. There's not a detonator in them, but if you were to, to arm it and throw it, this would be basically the equivalent of a incendiary grenade mark two. Okay, nice. cool. That takes us to Edros next in the turn order. Edros is pretty upset. Mm-hmm. But I also have a question about mechanics. <laughs> yeah, what, what you got? 
<laughs> um the so he has the 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 machine gun in his gloves of storing and i'm wondering could he like whip that out and shoot ev- like all the bad guys are they within that cone i'm not sure so sure. an automatic fire the cone is half of the range of the gun i think the the range first range increment for the the squad machine gun is 60 feet so it's a 30 foot cone so okay so i'd have to be much closer yeah okay well then i think i will move but i will take out the gun and i will go about half the distance this time okay moving moving about uh moving probably you know 25 feet what kind of and skills will, you got tyler what kind of skills does edros have i've got so many skills i don't believe you <laughs> well let me let me let me show you my skills because i'm gonna shoot tahumen with a ranged attack Oh, okay. With that gun? With the squad machine gun. Here awesome. it goes. Well, that, uh, <laughs> no, that makes my job very easier because kill check for it. Uh, you pull the trigger and it goes click. Uh, it is not loaded. Empty, empty gun. Dang it! <laughs> but that saves us from getting much closer in range and being like, now's the time. Full, full turn but, action. But yeah, the, the gun is empty. You get within, what, 30 feet of these cultists and empty chamber. And it looks like Raimi, Miles, your, your good buddy Edros might be in a bit of trouble. All right. So uh, Raimi unstraps his laser rifle and aims at Tahaman and takes a shot with his laser rifle. 15, 16 with get him. Ooh, that is a miss. Oh, it's just a miss, too. Yeah. Yikes. Wow. About four shots have missed Tahaman so far. I'm liking that a lot. Drew, yours was the only one that hit, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what did you shoot with your your laser My rifle? My azimuth laser pistol. So <laughs> three well, damage. Yeah, but why don't you go ahead and give me a perception check as well? I said oh, twenty perception. It is pretty. It's dim light on this side of the temple. You can see because you're just within sixty feet. It doesn't look like that did anything at all to him. To be honest, it it struck his armor and seemed to have been absorbed. It's their turn. Tahoman, just laughing maniacally at this point, says, <laughs> I guess we get to do this the fun way. <laughs> and he pulls a detonator from out behind his back and releases the plunger. A massive explosion overhead rips through the temple, sending stone and wood careening down on all of your heads. I need everyone to make a reflex save. Electro, watch your step. <laughs> All right, reflex save time. Should have gone for graviton attunement. Darn. Ooh, yikes. So we've got got a couple of good rolls, a couple of bad ones here. It looks like Ed Dross and Andis have failed the save. A couple of huge chunks of stone hit both of you. Most everyone else, you get a few smaller rocks. You're able to dodge out of the way of the, the larger ones. Let's go here. So everyone that passed... Knack, Alindra, and Raimi, you take three points of damage from the stones. Andis and Edros, that is seven points of damage to you two. Got it. Already. And it fills up the area I've marked here on the map, though, with a huge haze of dust and debris. And this entire area I've denoted in red has concealment uh, as the, the haze is, is settling. So that's for this entire next turn. And let's see, I've got a couple of cultists and Tahoman as well. Oh boy. Let's see if Tahoman can see through his own <laughs> the own problem he's made here. Alright, so he's got pretty good perception. Across the room, 
Tahoman espies you, Raimi, the shot that you just missed near his head. And he says, a promise is a promise and is going to make a magical attack against you. A massive discus of pure energy flings through the haze across the room and attack your EAC. What is your EAC, Miles? EAC is 16. Okay, so I've rolled a four on the dice here. Jeez Louise. That is a miss. But this style disc. Yeah, you're standing by the Inner Sanctum's kind of butterfly-winged wall. It just bounces off of the wall uh, directly ahead of you and then is going to strike out. Ricochets up to Andis. What? Yeah, keeps going. Misses Andis, <laughs> one, four, seven. Bounces off of one more one more time for a good old knack, Sizrak attack. 14 EAC. I have rolled a 16, so that is a hit. Uh, the the force disc miss both Raimi and Andis, whose minds seem to be linked up. Yeah, so this force disc barrels into your chest for seven damage. Ow! This area in the middle here is difficult terrain, so a bunch of these cultists are going to move forward as much as they can. Looks like there are, are three female Lashuntans with Tahomen. They step forward, and a couple of them pull weapons out, laser rifles, and another one, a sword. The sword one goes up to Edros and is just going to make an attack with this disgusting-looking long sword. Misses. Misses pretty pretty handily. The other two are going to fire at Raimi. One hits and one misses. Raimi. Ooh. Are they even within distance? Yeah. Yeah, they've got a laser rifle just like you. Uh-oh. That is 11 points of damage for the one that hits max damage. And that is their entire turn. It takes us top of turn two, Mac Sizrak. All right. So who do I have vision of at this point? So if you want to give me a perception check, you can to try and see through the, the haze. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see the outlines of just about any of them, but it, there's a concealment chance. If you want to hit people, it is a 20% miss chance. If you want to try and shoot through the cloud in the, the, the middle of the chamber. I would like to cast get them on one of them. So do I yep. have enough to cast get them on any of them? Yep. You can see the, the three figures easily at the very front at the very least. Okay. I'm going to cast get them on the one that is menacing Adras. Right. Yep. So she's got her long sword out. Okay. And I am going to attempt to shoot that same one with my azimuth laser pistol. Alrighty. You can give me a shot. It's a right. 17 on the die. That's a hit. Now roll me a d10. A one and a two. It is a miss. It's an eight on the d10. So the mischance for concealment is only 20%. So that is a hit. Yes. For three points of damage. <laughs> only three points of damage. Sure. But you, you do hear her kind of wince and grit and bite through the pain as your laser bolt strikes true. So that one did seem to do damage. Andis 147, your turn. Andis is going to step up and give Raimi some cover here. Ooh, nice. Let's see. Well, let me make a perception check to see what I can see. Yeah. 14. Right. So you might be able to pick out the figures maybe in front of Edros, but everyone else. Plural? Like those three? Yeah, we'll see. Those three cultists? Any one of the, the three ladies that have stepped into the cloud kind of with you. Okay, so I've so I've lost sight of Tahoman, so I'm so I'm gonna go ahead and shoot at let's say this one, uh, the one who uh, just hit Raimi. Oakley, Oakley. There Ooh, we are. Geez, Twenty-three to geez. hit. That'll oh, be a hit. 
Well, let me give you my uh, D10 real quick. It's not a two or a one. Yeah, definitely a hit. All right, so that's uh, max damage. That's 12 points of damage. Yeah, ouch, baby. ouch, ouch. You see them kind of buckle a bit with the pain, but uh, stand right back up, have their rifle aimed in your direction as well. Alindra, your turn. Okay, Alindra now has explosives in her possession, and she makes an eye at Adras. Think I have to step from behind this column to throw anything, right? No, I mean, you can, you can throw it from, from where you are. I, I should say, that once again, that these are not primed. They're not ready to uh, work as a, a grenade yet, though. They're oh, okay. basically just like plastic explosives, but they do need a detonator. Oh, 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 okay. So I have to attach a detonator to them before they're a bomb or whatever. That is right? correct. Okay. But a drop right, has detonators, so. Yeah, I know he does, but he doesn't have the bomb. So I, Adras, what should I do with these explosives? I need to deal with the threat in front of me. And then we should rendezvous with the explosives and see if we can't give Tahuman a big surprise. Okay, so I should hold on to them for right now? For now, yes. Okay, okay. Wait, 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 guys. I'm I'm playing Tahoe, man. What's the surprise? Did you remember his birthday? <laughs> yes, we've remembered your birthday. That, we're very happy. <laughs> it's a big present. It's going to be one of those candles that really suck where you have to blow on them multiple times. <laughs> those are my favorite, so I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so what do you want to do, Alindra? Oh, gosh. Like, uh, oh, still got know. an action. All right. I'm going to, um, hmm, I don't know. I'm gonna actually move up to this goon that's kind of on the opposite side from where Adrasa is right now and also behind cover of Tahuman. I'm going to use my solar weapon against this thing. That's a 17 to attack. A okay. 17 against KAC is a hit. Alindra, you do also need to make a concealment roll to see if you uh, hit or not. So that is a okay. D10 roll. Very D10. important one, yeah. Six. All right, yep, so it is indeed a hit. Great. Nice. That's 13 damage with photon attunement. This is the one that Andis had just shot second earlier. You come up with the one-two punch of a shot to the chest and a sword to the head. They fall down dead. Nice. Nothing for me to team up on my guy. Another one bites the dust. And that brings us to Adros' turn. Tyler. I think you're going to get an attack of opportunity here because I can't mm-hmm. take a guarded step in difficult terrain, if I'm remembering correctly. That is correct. What do you, what do you want so to do? So I'm just going to move to where I am not within 15 feet of Alindra anticip- as I address. <laughs> well, let, let me look. Let me look. I'll, let me make a perception check and see what I see. I guess that should that would be fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, 19. You're, you're pretty sure you'd want to get out of range of uh, her exploding in a, a stellar yeah, he- uh, power <laughs> explosion. Yeah, he's seen this before, so he's gonna he's gonna back away. But I think because of the difficult terrain, you're still gonna get an attack of opportunity on him. Oh yeah, yeah, because it just counts as a move action. Oh hey, my fourth one of the <laughs> night. So don't be worried about that. <laughs> All right, roll and, that uh, D10 mischance as well. Oh, it would have been a double miss. <laughs> good, 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 good. I'm glad this fight's going. Oh. All right. And while he moves, he's going to be pulling out that curved blade that he feels so good about because of the last battle. And he's going to try and bring it down on his enemies with the plus one to get them included in it. It's going to mean that this... Ugh. Four and a dice. That's a miss. 
Oh. Uh, a miss. Dang it. Dang it. Taking us to Raimi. Your turn. All right. I'm actually going to uh, move. So I'm kind of out of everyone's view and take a MK1's healing serum. Oh, taking some, some damage from the previous uh, couple fights. I've taken a lot of damage, actually. Yeah. Wow. Uh, already, no yeah. one paid attention to Raimi. <laughs> and oh. one point. <sighs> oh, no. So, yeah, that puts you out of view of, of most of the, the combat here. You're, you're next to Professor Solstarny by the entrance to the Inner Sanctum. Already, that is your guys' turn, too. On their turn, the remaining cultists are going to divide up. One of them is going to go to Alindra, pull out their blade, their um, long sword, and make an attack against her. Okay, so that is going to be a hit. Concealment. I'm going to roll that D10, but I'm going to roll high. Yeah, nine. Why can't you be happy for me, everybody? (laughs) Why can't you you be happy when I succeed? (laughs) Okay, that is 10 points of damage. I should sort up backside. This one here on Edros is going to go ahead and attack. Mm, Yeah, she's going to go crazy. She's going to attack twice on Edros. Ooh, I'm glad I did. 19 on the dice. And ooh, seven on the dice. So that second one is going to be a miss. The first is a hit. Concealments. Oh, nope. Sorry, Tyler. This one misses you again because of concealment. Shoot. Yes. <laughs> I'm hoisted by my own batard. And Tahoman looks the both of you over. Doesn't seem to be able to see Raimi. Oh, but Tahoman is not going to be the same, right? Tahoman's a, a smart Lashenton. And without Raimi to target... He looks through the haze and sees you, Alendra, and all of a sudden is inside your mind. You, you see him through the haze. He seems to have some kind of contraption on his head, amplifying his voice inside your your own head. And all of a sudden you are flooded with pain and anger and all kinds of violent imagery and thoughts. I need you to make a will saving throw for me. Oh, no. <laughs> 12, that is a fail, and he has cast Mind Thrust on you. Good deal of damage here. I oh, no. apologize if I roll well on this one. <laughs> oh, so good, so good. 24 points of damage. Oh, crap. <laughs> okay. As your brain, like, just is melting out your ears almost. It is so painful, it racks your physical body with pain. And that is his turn. The dust has settled here in the center of this chamber. Uh, we are no longer in concealment mode. And taking us turn three, Knack, what you got? Elindra, how you living? Not great. Uh, well, stick in the fight. We're going to get through this. Here's 11 stamina. Thank you, Knack. Now, is that one 60 feet? That ability 60 feet. Do you, do you recall, Drew? Uh, I believe it's just as long as I'm in vision of the character. Oh, well, it's also only 40 feet away. I mean, wait. It is a standard action, and it's an ally within thirty feet who has taken damage. Oh, what? So you can give yeah. it to me then. <laughs> if you move forward, your full movement through this difficult terrain, uh, you will be within thirty feet. So you're gonna have to move forward, getting closer to the enemy, if that's what you want to do. Um, <laughs> I knew I knew one of them was get him sixty. Inspiring boost, 30. I'm going to cast get him on the one that is menacing Alindra right now. Okay, so... Hang on. Uh, 
Just a move action, standard action. What you got? Uh, well, I mean, the problem is, I I can I can do something to attack people, or I can cast uh, a healing ability, and it's. Well, you uh, it you are within thirty of miles, right? Of uh, yeah. Ramy. Yeah. If you wanna hand one out to him, you can. I'm going to. Uh, hey, Ramy, here's 11 stamina. So don't feel like I never do anything for you. Yeah, th- don't 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 uh, get too enthusiastic, Barrett, Bubby. Uh, what an inspiring speech yeah. on that game. I, I think I might don't join the other team and just try to kill Mac. Don't say I didn't give anything to you. <laughs> All right, so that is Drew. That's your turn. Andus one four seven. Back to you. As the dust settles, Andus is just walking through the uh the dust mm-hmm. like that scene in terminator where like <laughs> where like the smoke machine is going and like and then the t-1000 kind of like steps through with like the laser guns yeah that's what's happening right here nice taking shot at the one on alindra i think to take okay. advantage of get him and so uh that's 22 Oh boy, that's a hit. Yes! Alright, that'll be eight points of damage to that one. Alrighty, yep, so you shoot her in the back as she's trying to bring this wicked-looking longsword down on Alindra. And speaking of Alindra, it is her turn, Rebecca. Alright, so this one's still up, right? Yes, yeah. Okay. Has moved in, kind of pinned you against the wall. Okay, so if I took a guarded step to the south of this person, would I be... unfortunately, in the difficult terrain, cannot take... Guarded I can't steps. do that. Okay. You can move, but it will provoke an attack of opportunity. So by moving here, I would be within range of both of these two goons, but not Adras, right? Correct. Didn't and be. not Andis? Uh, nope, nope. Andis is in range. Sorry. Didn't, oh, didn't even crap. look at it. Okay. It's cool. It's cool. I've got, I've got, I've got reflex. I'm good. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm do so it. scared of do an it. attack of opportunity. Oh, I'm going to die. Okay, so I'm going to go here and use my supernova and probably fail. All right, Let's well, see. before you do it, attack of opportunity. Oh, crap. Hey. <laughs> that is a 15 against KAC. Oh, crap. KAC, 14. Already. Oh. That's a hit yeah. for eight oh. points of damage. Okay. I'm good. I'm. I, Barely, but I'm good. Still um, up? All right. <laughs> barely still up. All right. Barely? Yeah, Uh-oh. barely. <laughs> so I'm going to use uh, Supernova. All right. So try to blow people up. Oh, no! no! Oh, so hard. No. Very low damage. So they're going to make a reflex save. <laughs> right. No! Reflex save and a 19 on another. No! Oh, oh, I'm so happy about wasting my 20. <laughs> Oh, Alinda is so dead. Oh, oh my god. god. So they take a couple points of damage. Not that much. And. Andis, you need to make a reflex save as well. Uh, Andis, watch your step. Oh, thank you. Hey, yeah, that's something you can do. How about that? Hey, I got a pretty good one too. <laughs> How many natural we 20s? Trade rolls? 20s and ones this game. Okay. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm imagining that this, this, like, Rebecca's, like, stellar explosion just sort of a kind of fizzles. It's like sparks. <laughs> sparks. It's like prestidigitation. Yeah, something just <laughs> thrown her off. Oh, my God. What do you have? Uh, Edros, Tyler, your turn. First and foremost, you get to make an attack of opportunity against me. Oh, jeez. What are you it, doing? Moving. Okay. Making that attack roll. That is a hit. It's All right. Maximum damage, 12 points of damage. Woo-hoo. Woo, woo, woo. All right. 
All right, doing fine. And Edris is able to leave the difficult terrain and he exits right next to Tahumen. Mm-hmm. And he picks up his massive curved blade and he tries to bring it down on this evil, terrible man. And then if he hits, maybe he'll have a witty one-liner. Yeah, Tahumen looked very excited about this prospect. That's going to be a 28 against KAC. Let me double check my notes here. That is a hit. Yes! Yeah, minimum damage. Dang you, Tahu Men, for your lucky minimum damage. 11 points of damage to you, Tahu Men. Let's see how you fare against me. Rawr! So 11 points. You spring your blade into his midsection, and it, like his armor crackles as you, you hit it. The energy radiating from his, his midsection, kind of like a, a blue lightning across his chest. And he just smiles. It seems to absorb the entirety of the blow. And then the damage, the the energy forces itself back onto your blade and up your arm. I need you to make a reflex save. Right. I really don't like that. Reflex you- saves are also my worst save. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's your favorite, right? Reflex saves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love them. Hey, but guess, hey. guess what? Yeah, you, you saved uh, against most of the damage. So you only take five points of the damage that you, you gave to him. All right. Only half of it. Oh, Killy Dogley. So that is your turn. Raimi hiding Dr. Solstarney behind the, the inner sanctum table. Um, uh, the temple. What do you what do you want to do? Take another healing serum. Stabbing yourself. Yep. Uh, that's a 1d8. Nice. And that's a 5. Nice. Alrighty. Oakley Dogley. That takes us to their turn. Turn 3. Okay, so this one steps behind you, Edros. And it's going to make another attack. This cultist with blade. That is, I think, uh, your KAC right now is 22 still? Yeah. Okay, that is just a hit. Bare minimum. No! Dang it! For nine points. Uh Uh-oh. I think I might have made a mistake, guys. This one is going to attack Alindra. That is a hit. For maximum damage. 12 points. I'm out. I'm out. Yikes. Alindra falls to the ground. Yep. Hurt. Here, Tyler Tahuman takes a guarded step back. I follow. Alrighty. And he is going to cast... Hmm. He's going to cast a, a very similar spell on you. He is inside your mind. And I believe with the mind thrust, yeah, you get a will saving throw. For half he, he also gets an attack of opportunity. No, no, because step up yeah. consumes my reaction. Oh, oh. Yeah. So you are on top of him still, but no reaction to attack. Go ahead and make me that will save, Tyler. Uh, oh, good. I, I mean, please, please, please. Hey, 20, 23? Oof. Half 23. damage. <laughs> oh, come on! Come on! Maximum damage on the mind thrust. Two tens. Oh, it's so good. He is very happy to deal 10 damage to you. And uh, that is that is their entire turn. Turn four, top of the turn order. Nax Izrak by himself, the corner of the room. Is this still difficult terrain? It is indeed, full of rocks and Rock. beams of, of uh, timber. So instead of 30 feet, I can move 15? Correct, with a single move action. All right, so I've moved there. Uh, Alindra, um, I can't hit her with a, a healing serum, can I? A helium serum? No. <laughs> from, from 20 feet away behind the pillar? No! I forget no, the pillar's right there. What, if he, the pillar what if he there. puts it in a squirt gun? <laughs> I mean, 
Uh, you can reach her and be able to do it on your next turn, if that's what you want to do. Uh, oh. So you're just, yeah. you were about 30 feet away, so yep. So you're moving up uh, to the western side of this small column. Yeah. All right, that's oh, your that... entire turn. And it's 147. All right. Crap, crap, crap. Huh. So did Tyler hit uh, this guy at all? The This cultist? Oh, oh the, the cultist. Right, because I still have Dahman tracked. But Edris just stepped in the way. <laughs> yeah, that, I was I was so excited when that when that when that cultist got out of the way. I was just like, I'm gonna take two shots and <laughs> they crit this fool and like this drop him. Cultist has taken a little bit of damage, um, not not a whole bunch, but uh, it is eyeing you next. It looks like okay. Well, I'm going to shoot the one standing over Alindra's body. Okay, unobstructed shot here. Just single attack. I'm doing two. I'm doing two. All right. Okay, well, the second one's not going to do anything. The oh. first one, a 15. Oh. Uh, that is a hit. Oh, yes! Oh, yep, again, 12. AC. Just a hit. Ooh. They are still up, but yeah, you open a giant hole in her shoulder, and yeah, she uh, takes her attention off of Alindra and comes your way. All right. With uh, what remaining strength she has in her. Alindra, your turn. You are unconscious on the ground. Yeah, I'm down. What can I do? Can I use an RP to... Yep, you can use a single resolve point to stabilize yourself. Turn. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, and I believe next turn you can spend another one, at least one at this level you guys are at, to regain a single hit point if you want to get back into things. Okay. Edros, Tyler. Time to take a guarded step. And mm. then I'm not sure what to do about this guy's... I'm wondering if, like, metal weapons just, like, reflect off this dude... This would be a, a case where mysticism might be might be useful skill to figure out what, what was cast. I'm gonna try and grapple him. Okay. Um. Okay. <laughs> I mean that's what, I mean I, that's what I'm thinking because I mean mystics don't typically aren't known to have great CMDs so <laughs> yeah and, and if I grapple him he won't he can't cast spells right and All right. he. And- and I, I'm not, I'm not going to get damage reflected back at. Me, so I'm you thinking. are in. You've locked in to a grapple. This is going to be a DC 26. So go ahead and roll that for me. Oh, <laughs> oh good God. Uh, so I will get a plus eight to this, which means I, I have to roll an 18. Oh, oh God. Uh, here we go. Oh, I rolled a two. No. I rolled a two. Just shy. Just shy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Back to my old ways. I had one brilliant moment, and now I die. I do. I do. I do. Raimi, you hear all hell breaking loose around the corner from you. Uh, you hear Adras screaming. Alindra has cried out in pain. Multiple shots of fire come in. It is your turn. What do you want to do, Miles? So that gate's still unlocked, right? Gate? Yeah, that we came in. So I could just run away? The front doors of the temple? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to move here, and I'm going to take uh, a laser rifle shot at the cultist over Alinda's butt. All right, so moving into the difficult terrain again. Go ahead and give me that attack. 15. That is just a hit. <sighs> Barely a hit. Go ahead and roll me that damage. Uh, <laughs> two plus four, that's six. She had three hit points left. Oh. Dropping that cultist. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. Woo. 
That's what Welcome we back. <sighs> Welcome back, Raimi. <laughs> yeah, he peeks out from over your shoulder and us scores a direct hit. And that brings us to the cultist turn. Um, this one, the single remaining cultist under Tahomen uh, is going to move up to Edros. Jeez. Oh, Cover her master. Make an attack roll against him. Misses. Wildly. <laughs> wildly misses. And hits Tahomen, right? Uh, Tahomen, once again, will, will five foot step, guarded step away from you. Tyler, you following? Pursuiting? All right. I am pursuing. <laughs> Let's see here. Okay. So, a small canister on Tahomen's back uh, slides open. He flings in your direction a, a number of magical nanites spraying you with acid. Uh, what is your EAC? 20? All right. Uh, this is caustic conversion, a spell that we know very well. And uh, oh, that is crap, crap, crap. 44. Does he get any kind of save to that? Nope. <laughs> I was going to say, Miles knows well. Yes, uh, right, that, two ones. Two ones. Nine points of damage, yeah. Basically average <laughs> on that. But uh, you will be taking damage next turn as well. And that takes us top of turn four, Knack. To the cultist that's right here, I'm going to cast Get Him. Okay. So and I, single cultist still alive. And I'm going to hit Alindra with a Serum of Healing Mark 1. All right, stabbing her. And that's a D8. So cross, you gonna your, roll it? cross your fingers. That's a nice. seven. Nice. 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 Her eyes open up. She's back in the fight. <sighs> One, four, seven. All right. So I'm getting a plus two from Edris on top of him. I'm, I've got him tracked and I'm going to make two shots. On top of him? Yes. Nice. So this is plus two. Yes! 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 Oh boy! Yes! Yes! All right. That's when you need them. That is 19 points of damage on the crit. And let me let me give you some burn damage here. Eh, one point of burn damage. Right. So you score the Tahoman right in the side of his armor. It seems to absorb a little bit of that but a massive amount goes through. You can see it scorching his flesh underneath. Yeah, not so funny now. Not so funny now, is it? All right, here here goes the second shot. Oh, boy. Uh, Less good, 14. (laughs) That is a miss. Wait, wait, no, sorry, 16 to hit. Uh, Miss, because it's negative four, right? Uh, Right, right, right. I include your negative four, okay. Right. Okay, well, that that was a little bit of excitement. Let's take it down to Alindra. You're back into the fight. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so can I stand up now? Yep, that's a move action. On my side. Okay, so that's a move action to stand up. Yeah. Correct. So I'm going to use a uh, Serum of Healing. All right, so that is going to be your turn. Yep, go ahead and roll that. And it's a one. Lovely. Yes, 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 yes. I know how that feels. Edros. You don't have any mark? Okay. Edros will take... Five points of damage. <laughs> yes, yep. he will. Well, at the end of my turn. Still is it uh, the end, Raimi? Is that correct? Yes. Nice. Uh, so he will take a guarded step right here. And once again, he tried to grapple. Didn't seem to work. <sighs> I don't know how this is going to go, but he's just going to make another. He, he's not very smart. He's just going to go for another curved blade attack. Okay. All right. And it's going to be a 21. That is a hit. Yes. 16 points of damage, question mark? Uh, every single bit of it seems to go through this time. Oh, and then he burns in terrible pain. 
Oh, and he doesn't look right. good, by the way. He looks really bad. Like mountain eel bad almost. Right, so he does take we did what one point of damage on that burn, but uh okay. the flames dissipate. He he's saved against the critical effect. And that takes us to Raimi. Your turn. He's not looking too good. He's looking pretty hurt. Alright, so Raimi is gonna cast magic missile. Yes! On who? On, <sighs> on Tahoman. Already. All right, so uh, four, four is eight. Yep, four, five, and one. It looks so, like what so we Yeah, four, five, and uh, two. Two. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so ten points of damage. Mm, four, four, five, four and, and five two. is nine, and two is 11. Oh, sorry, sorry. 11 points of damage. All right, all three of those hit Tahoe Min uh, as he's reeling from this critical hit in his side, and uh, he looks over his shoulder and spies you, Raimi, <laughs> and laughs in your direction. It is his turn. He takes a five-foot step uh, towards you. Uh, this cultist is going to take his position. He can't. I'm right there. Oh, you're, you're falling behind? Yep. Gotcha. All right. Yep. That's fine. <laughs> All right. This cultist is going to try and drop you one more time. 22. Uh, no, 23. Uh, dang it. That's one above. Please roll. Slow. 10 points of damage. Oh, boy. I look real good. Like... Super awesome, good. Uh, please describe what's happening. <laughs> is it is it a good looking corpse or is it like a like <laughs> or like uh, like you look still up? I'm barely up. He looks Ooh. like he's about like he's barely hanging on. He's just he's every every bit of his energy is to trying to kill Tahoman. <laughs> well, uh, luckily Tahoman is sees Rami again because <laughs> he just got hit with his magic missile and is going to cast in his direction. He's going to hurl another pure energy disc. Uh, actually, first at Andus, because he is first in the way. Your EAC Andus. Oh, boy. Oh, natural one. Natural one. Why not? Oh, is, that no, your, uh, is that your sixth? Uh, yeah, my EAC is two, actually, and oh, I can't believe you missed it. <laughs> uh, it bounces right off. You know, you dodge out of the way of it. But it does hit Raimi. Raimi. I get a reflex save, don't I? No. No. The force disc, no save, but it's because uh, you're the secondary target on this spell. It's 2d6 damage, so... Not, not as much as I, I won't. Eight points of damage. All right, and that is their turn. Nexus rack. Got your friend. We gotta, Back in the fight. We, we gotta win this turn, guys. Let's go. All right, uh, on uh, Tahoman, I am gonna cast Get Him. Atros, Evie, come on, man. You're big Vesk. Do something. Uh, inspiring boost. <laughs> oh, boy. Because you move forward, you're just within range for that ability. Yes. I will do all the things, Nack. <laughs> <laughs> and as 147, it's your turn. All right. I'm not going to screw around with any double shots this time. I'm taking one shot at Tahoman. Okay. All right. Mm. 13, 14, 15, 16. 16. Uh Against DAC. Uh, that is a miss. Oh, oh no. Oh, that would have been max damage. <laughs> yeah, that would have been. Ah. Oh, we miss it by one. Oh, oh. Alindra, you're up. Okay, Alindra's going to stumble over 15 feet and then stare at Tahoe Men and Stellar rush toward him. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. boy. Yes. So you, and use uh, a solar weapon, just standard melee attack. at the end. All right, you are rushing into a flanking position. That's right, yes. flanking, so that's a yes. thanks to attack. Yes! <laughs> yes. Hit. 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 Max! Damn it, Max! 
<laughs> max damage. Well, kind of max damage. Max damage on my crystal. So that, yeah. that's 15 damage. 16 damage because of photon attunement. Oh, yes. You shoulder charge into him, stabbing the blade deep within his chest. He falls dead. Yes! 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 Oh, oh, my God. Needed every single point of damage in that attack. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, there's still one more up. Don't, just there is, we don't are, celebrate we are too much. Combat. <laughs> I know we're not. Edros, it is your turn. You have a single cultist on you. Edros turns to this cultist and says, Get out of here, small fry. And he's going to make a double attack. First attack with the curved blade. I hope it's really high since I'm trying to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 18. That's or no, nice. 14. 14. Man, that is a miss. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, maybe the next one will be better. <laughs> 14! <laughs> Tyler, you take five points of acid damage. And oh, it is the end oh, of your turn. That, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Raimi, it is your turn. Raimi kind of just smirks seeing Tommen fall and aims his laser rifle at the cultist. That's 13 plus one, two. Sorry, uh, that is indeed a miss. But it's okay, because this cultist has one last chance to try and kill Tyler's character. Two attacks! Aww. Nope. I was about to say, I need to roll really high on both these. Nope. And two nines, <laughs> both fails. Yes! That looks really familiar. <laughs> Drew, your turn. All right, uh, get him, and uh, azimuth laser pistol. Pew pew. Hey, that's a hit. For four damage. Right. Nice, 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 nice. Alindra. What? Oh, sorry. Andes, 147. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I guess I died when I wasn't paying attention. Come on. All right, I'm going to track it and shoot it. All right. Tracking shot. <laughs> Never going to get this combat done. That's a miss. Oh, my God. Alindra Valis. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna step where this Tahoman guy, I'm just gonna step all over his body and. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the injury. That was my character. Trunk that guy. Respectful to death. No, I spit on no. it. Trunk him. Um, okay, and I'm going to use my uh, slower walk. That's a 24. That is a hit. Yes. Awesome. And 10 damage. Uh, 11 damage. Sorry. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, so she's not doing too well. She looks like, uh, ready to drop. Tyler. It drops for one, one guarded step. No messing around this time. One single attack. One curved blade. One head lopped off a stupid female with shutting shoulders. Maybe. Never mind. <laughs> I said again. <laughs> this is the worst. Oh, that is a miss. Uh, five on the dice. Uh, Raimi, your turn. <laughs> Miles. God. <laughs> Please kill this thing! Armor glass is not that high, guys. Come on. Wait, I think I have one more spell left. You have a single uh, level one. If, or yeah. Actually, I think you have your spell hack, too. Magic or your uh, spell cache. You have your spell cache as well. Yeah, I'm going to cast Magic Missile. All right. Hey. Roll it, roll it, roll it. <laughs> All oh, right. Geez. Uh, six plus five is 11, plus four is 15. Right. Uh, you cast all those at her chest. They pummel her into the ground. <laughs> she had five hit points left. She is dead, and we are out of combat. Yes! All right. God. All right. That's the GM clapping for you guys. I hope you feel happy <laughs> beating my my CR, like, six encounter here. Hey, guys. 
That's the end of book two. That's the end of Temple yeah. of the Twelve. Seriously? Yeah. There's no TV awesome. continued or anything? Well, I mean, I don't know what you want from me. Uh, I could I could say to be continued, but this adventure, this part of our story is concluded. Book two. Yay! Uh, we're well, obviously going to be back next week to, to tie up some loose ends. Okay. But I feel like you guys should should revel in at least a little bit of accomplishment and not. Oh, dying. oh, Ra- Ramy is mocking this dude all day long. Yeah, Prunk is yeah. bad, guys. That is. Yeah. Like I said, that's the end of the book. That's the end of the story. No to be continued this week. But I got something else for you guys. What's up? You guys leveled up to level five. Yes. Yeah. And that is what we're going to be talking about next week. We have some things to to tie up uh, here in Yucalan before we get ready to move on to book three of the Dead Sons Adventure Path. Oh, my gosh. Oh Yay, man. can't wait. We, so you guys excited. can sleep easy tonight. Everyone lived. <laughs> Even Miles' uh, character, Raimi. I was really trying to kill you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> trying my best. Uh, yeah, that, that uh, difficult terrain might have saved his life there <laughs> a few times. Yeah, right. Or, so, or, or hiding like a smart person. <laughs> yeah, you don't you didn't want to run into battle. <laughs> that That's going to do it for us this week, this book. And guys, we are a third of the way through the entire adventure. I can't, I can't believe it. That's I, crazy. That's, and we're still alive. We're still yeah, alive. That's pronking crazy. This for now. <laughs> yeah. So let's end it there. And uh, as always, thank you guys for playing another book of the uh, the Starfinder AP with me. Thank you. Thank this you. is awesome. I love Signing it. Signing off here. Why doesn't everybody say good night? Good night. Good night. Good night. Fly, you fools. 